0: Welcome to Podcast 244 of 5 Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt and on this week's pod I'm joined by Dave Dupe, and, formerly known, um, but now known as uh, Paul Madden. Um, oh, <laughs> that just a happened. Complaint. That's going uh, Despite the extreme. fact that it was a nickname you coined yourself, um, I've been outed and cancelled.
1: So, um, you so are we're just going just full on Madden.
2: first name, surname, do you need any I'm, other details? That's so, that just...
1: Yeah. He's just giving you your government name like, live on the pod, man. <laughs> That's
3: it. The what's your postcode? You don't have postcodes oh, no, no, in, those, Ireland. Week, in Ireland. Next week you're going to get Mad's yeah. um,
1: sort code and account number. <laughs> <laughs>
3: mad, what's your mother's maiden name? Um, <laughs>
1: I don't know. <laughs> where was she born
3: <laughs>
2: is it worse yeah. is it worse that I should t- like my mother is actually English is that just to top things off like
0: oh. I mean, that's not a maiden. it's all the eh? information if you've got yeah. anything else left
3: you know she'll should, be, should 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 be on, on the, the pod on, like? next week <laughs> we're doing a mum's edition Yeah, because if Dave's mum's on I'm on why not oh, I said I am on oh um, brilliant.
0: anyway uh, we'll move on quickly. Deep, uh, you can take it away with your Pentagon update slash completion statement.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, I completed it, mate. Um, yeah, we uh we just couldn't get on with that final Champions League. It took us five seasons to get the European Champions League, which I thought could potentially be one of the easier ones. Four seasons at Juventus, four league titles. Um, sorry, three three league titles in three seasons, and we moved to Bayern Munich. We spent a bit. What was available? We had a lot of money available because um, I've got no money. Uh, first season, we went out of the Champions League at the quarterfinal stage, but we won everything else. Um, the league at a canter, we absolutely annihilated the whole of Germany, um, which is easy to kind of do, granted, when you are Bayern Munich, um, but it was just so, so easy. So straightforward. He scored 105 goals in 34 games. I had a chap called Yamak, who's just literally, uh, I mean, he left holes in defenses all across the, all across the country. But we did fail to, to win the Champions League that year. We lost, I think it was Liverpool we lost to uh, in the quarterfinals. Um, we then went and just said, you know what? We've got to go again. We can't not go again. We have to go again. And fingers crossed, we do go again. And uh, yeah. <laughs> We went again and we won it oh in epic yes. form. Um, I will just say this when we took over Bayern, they already had won it two seasons in a row. So, kind of, we had to win it to kind of make it, you know. Arteta went to Arsenal and failed, and uh, we had to do something. So, uh, it was quite a tough run. Uh, the, the group was a, absolutely a walk. We then played Napoli in the knockout round. Uh, the away leg was 2 1. Tough game, really, really tough game. And then we won the second leg, 3-2 uh, to go through. We then played Real Madrid. We drew the first leg, 1-0 uh, after absolutely dominating Real Madrid. We drew the first leg, one all. We then drew the second leg, one all. We scored in the 82nd minute. We, we had played the game to perfection. We had Real Madrid didn't have a single shot on goal. And we scored in the 82nd minute to put ourselves through. But then, in the ninety-fourth minute, Real Madrid had their first shot on target, and that first shot was a goal, which is amazing. Uh, that went to penalties, um, and luckily, we we won on penalties, which was rare because I don't think I've ever won on penalties. Uh, we then played Manchester United, uh, and we drew two all with them in the court, in the semi-finals. We then went on to win that final uh, semi-final three one on the second leg, and again, very comfortable second leg to line us up with a Manchester City. Final. Terminator, uh, a name from the chat, scored in the fir- 73rd minute. We won 1 0 in the tightest final I've ever been in. I think we, both sides just kind of battled against such strong defenses, such, such, such strong attacks, and it was such a midfield game. It barely had many chances, but when we got the chance, we took the chance and we managed to finish in 20 seasons. We lifted the title of our fifth Champions League. complete the pentagon live on stream and i think we're like top 10 of the hall of fame now no we're 10th we're 10th in the all-time hall of fame we're thousand points behind and hopefully fingers crossed very soon we'll be raising up and and kind of getting to the top but that is something that's been taken offline now and we'll be doing that on twitter
2: dupe speaking of offline you said 20 seasons that's exactly how many seasons quicker than dave did it last year
3: just out of interest wow here we go well, firing shots already dave, <laughs> dave allegedly uh completed it in 25 seasons okay. however you've in got yeah. to remember that he saved and reloaded five of those seasons so it's actually he played 30 seasons but allegedly 25 um i mean if, if it's not true dave Get the yeah. file up and show us all. Uh, no, I don't know, Dave, I think Dave, I think you said it was twenty five, right? I mean, yeah. I, I we could have done it so much quicker. Like I said, that, A- I
1: said, that before. Like I've seen people do it in about fifteen. You just gotta yeah. get quite lucky with your, your club changes. I
3: think if we and we did to be fair, we went like when we were in China, if we would have won it that first attempt in China, we then went to South America uh, South Africa, we won it in the second season. We then went to, we did like a season and a half in Brazil with three different teams to try and just kind of, whoever was in the Champions League, we went to. Uh, and unfortunately, we didn't win it. We then went to Mexico, won it straight away. We went back to Brazil, won it straight away. We went back to Asia, and won it straight away. So in 2035, we had four of them, which is 15 seasons. One, like, and then we went to Zebra, who were like the best team in, in, around. And I'm thinking, we're going to win it. And then we did three seasons at Zebra just didn't even get close. Um, So, and then it took us two seasons at Bayern. So, those take those five seasons off and uh, yeah, we could have done it in 15. But, it was a, it's a slog. I mean, we have put some hours into that save. So, I mean, I know we take the mickey out of Dave, but fair play to Dave. Dave did it too. Um, He also did it trying to complete his, um, his GCSEs as well. So, he had a lot of different (laughs) things and different things he had to focus on. Um, But we spent 15 days, 10 hours and 15 minutes in that save. Wow. Um, and I would say a good 90%, 95% of that was streamed. The only bits that weren't streamed were closer to the end when we had no internet. We were trying to just get like out of the groups of the Champions League and then we would stream the knockouts because it was just such a, uh, like, it was just, we're walking it. Um, but yeah, it was a tough save. I don't think I'd do a Pentagon ever to, uh, like, for a long, long time, but I did bloody enjoy it. And I'd recommend it to anyone who's got no life.
2: I hope Dude. <laughs> Are we going to see your deck on a, on a shirt behind your shoulder There one of the days, was
3: he that good Like he was good but we didn't have Him long enough, like yeah, okay. he was He was so good Let me, I need, because last time we spoke about Your Mac, we were, I wasn't sat in front Of this because I had like the technical issues And stuff, but like he was I can't stress just how good of a Player this guy was when we picked him up um, And for somebody to just walk it and walk the season, the minute that he walked into that club, um, it was just insane. So the first season he walked into the club, he played 34 games. Okay, we paid 84 million from Bayern Munich, but he played 34 games. 50, this is league games. 51 goals, 14 assists, an 8.29 average rating. He actually finished on 63 goals and 19 assists in 45 games in all competitions. That's just like nuts. Mm. The season after he played 28 games, 29 goals, um, eight assists. So, you know, that first season bounce was, was crazy, but yeah, he, he just wasn't at like, he wasn't involved with me for long enough. Um, but it was really nice because kind of that final season at Juventus, we had built such a good side, it strengthened everywhere. Everyone had been holding on to their Duke points, which is the in-stream currency. Everyone was like, "We're going to start buying players so we can be in that final team." And because I'm going to get the full-time Prince guy to to make up all of the finals, and because because it's just been we got one for the Palermo one here, so they all kind of like lumped on and bought players. So. Uh, I think it was like five or six different people from the chat had bought players in the, in the Juventus team and then we left. <laughs> we went to buy Munich and won it there. <laughs> um, so yeah, people are probably a little bit angry. But no, it was awesome. Honestly, it was such a good save. Really, really enjoyed it. To go from absolutely nothing to that. One thing it does do is it makes scouting really, really difficult when A, you haven't got attribute masking on and B, you know no one. Like throughout the whole save, I mean, apart from Brenner, like, I knew no one because it was just constantly new countries, new new continents, new players. And then when you did get to Europe, it's all just new gens. Like my whole team is fully new gend up now. And it just makes it like, a little bit harder and a little bit slower. But it was good fun.
0: So next steps then. New save who this.
3: <sighs> new save who this. We, you know, I've done a Dave here. Again, sorry, Dave. I'm not like meaning to take the mic here. Oh, I've I'm done a Dave. I've, I've gone... United and I've done my second Manchester United save of the year. I did a little beta one uh, which doesn't really count but like if there's any Man United fans that listen um, it is very painful to watch Manchester United at the moment and for me it's been very painful and I thought I could fix this and make it a save so like everyone does. Uh, so we've used the IRL fixtures which you can get at sorted out Um, We've edited the club by um, editing their reputation down by 25% So we are now on par reputation-wise. We're just national, um, and we are on par with Crystal Palace, Southampton, that sort of that sort of level. So it's made it harder to to attract players. It's also made it harder to sell the players. I know they've still got quite a high rep, um, but you know they're not people are just coming in and like offering us like six million quid for players, and it's just like he's valued at fifty. Like what the hell? Um, I've also um edited the fans, so I've made them less loyal, less um, patient and um, harder to kind of please. Um, so that's that quite, quite, that makes it a bit difficult too. Uh, we've also maxed three uh, signings per season, which is on average what Fergie did through the time that he was there. So as you can probably imagine, and I'll go through a little bit more detail in a second, but as you can probably imagine, that makes a rebuild very tough when you're only playing, you know, you can only bring three players in. We're going to focus on youth players coming through our youth, trying to, blood them through we're also going to try and play attractive football which is easier said than done um but what we have done is we've brought a couple of good players in already um and we are potentially going to bring in an absolutely world-class player but we brought frank kessie in on like on a free transfer so i know like behind the scenes they said that he's signed a, or he's, we know where he's going next season but it's it's not official so he is still a free transfer on the game. We managed to get him in. We had to pay a little bit more on the wages than what other clubs were offering in to get him back in. Um, we've also managed to structure a deal um, for £34 million for Musiala from, uh, from Bayern Munich. He's a 19-year-old. He, used, he started his life at Chelsea. Um, he hasn't played much at Bayern Munich, but he's a, a left-sided in, inverted wing or inside forward. So he's like Rashford. But actually, quite good. But he doesn't like feeding the kids, so he can just focus on that, which is clearly the problem. Um, but he's got really quick, really physical. His his technical ability is 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 outstanding. He's nineteen years of age, um, so he comes in quite nicely. And then the final one, we've been toying whether we replace Ronaldo at the top. So basically, we, when we did the IOL fixtures, we didn't get top four. We missed out on the final day. I needed to beat Arsenal's score by like six goals. Uh, we got it down to goal difference, but still not good enough. Um, so we're in the Europa League. Um, so we're looking at who, how we get better. Do we replace Harry Maguire at centre-back? Do we replace Ronaldo up top? Or do we kind of get that other midfielder in? Pogba's gone on a free. Jesse Lingard's gone on a free. cavani Cavani's gone on a three. Um, Phil Jones has gone out. We sold him. We managed to sell Eric Bailly. We've sold... Um, I mentioned Juan Mata's gone as well. So we're really kind of lacking in that midfielder area. We've got Kessie. We've got Bruno. And at the moment, who's starting for me is Hannibal, which is one of our young players. Really good talent, but I don't think he's there just yet. So the idea is, do we replace Maguire, Hannibal, or Ronaldo? We've had a deal accepted for the boy, Victor O'Seaman, But... For some reason, my scout has really highlighted the fact that he's injury prone. So I don't know if that's an update. I know he's IR rally he has had a few injuries, but I don't know whether they've updated that recently. Um, we looked at Fafana. We looked at Matt's favorite player, the one I pronounced it incorrectly, Milankovic. Um, we... Or <laughs> Or Milinkovic, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, tomato, tomato, uh, and we looked at. I mean, yours kind is of... just wrong. There is no tomato, tomato. Yours <laughs> is just wrong to really we looked. We looked <laughs> at a, a centre midfielder who could play alongside Kessie, who could be late behind Bruno Fernandez, and I've managed to get a deal in right at the end of the stream. So sorry, I was late, tense because this is why. Um, for a young Spanish, nineteen-year-old Pedri from Barcelona, wow. um, he's a very good Never talent. Won. Sorry never heard of him you never heard of him it's a joke oh sorry
0: no no, no to be <laughs> like, fair when you're talking about him it's like some 19 year old spanish player that we've never heard of
3: yeah, from some barcelona might, some might not he, he hasn't played many times for, for the for for the first team right he's only played like 50 games for the first team so um he's a very good talent he's <laughs> <It's> like
2: 18 <laughs> and he's played 50 times. For yeah three. he's
3: mad he's got 23 <laughs> spanish caps um he yeah, he's a very good player, as you probably well know, like I said. But um we've had to pay a little bit through the nose. They wanted a hundred and thirteen million for him. Um but this is a guy who's he's 19, he's gonna be that position for the whole kind of the save. But the issue I have, and we were looking at players um like Verratti, for example, we were looking trying to get Verratti in. Um he's 29. If it, if we can only sign three players per season, it's gonna be very difficult to when can we actually replace Ferrati down the line? He could be 33, 34 before we can actually fit him in. So that's kind of where we've gone. We've gone and got Pedri. Uh, hopefully he'll get a work permit. Hopefully he'll join. And it will, it will look like a, quite an interesting young side. But we still have players in that we want to get rid of, but we can't do it just yet. We then have to look at getting another centre-back in the, in the next summer. A goalkeeper, because David De Gea is going to be leaving the club at the end of the season. And then that replacement for Ronaldo. So, we've got a big, big window next summer. But I can't sign anyone else. That's it. We're done. Three, three signings per season.
2: That's three midfielders, Dupe. I mean, you, you talked about the players you sold. So, you, you must still have McTominay, Fred. Like, you must have a big, yep. big bunch of midfielders there. Yeah, they got. Gonna, you're going to have to offload them probably as well. Yeah?
3: We've got Fred. We've got McTominay. We've got um, Van der Beek's come off loan. Um, that's it. That's all we've got. Uh, plus. Pereira, Andreas Mm. Pereira's come back. He's currently playing as number 10 because Bruno's out injured. Um, But yeah, we have to sell him. You're right. But at the moment I need to get my 25-man squad. And it's going to be a case where I think a lot of the players are just going to have their contracts wound down. down. They're just going to be here until their contract runs out. And then if we want to keep them, we'll negotiate a new contract. If we don't want to keep them, we'll let them go for a free, which means we lose a lot of money down the line but I can't afford to go and sell half my squad. I go sell 10 players for a hundred million, great. But then I can't bring anyone in because I've had my three-man my quota. So I think it's going to be very much a case of letting these players rot, bring the younger players in and just kind of have that 25, 30-man squad that we can just rotate and use. And we will be using the players when we need to, but at the moment, I think that's the only way we can do it.
2: I've got one for you. McTominay, yeah. retrain, centre-half.
3: Yeah, so McTominay's played the end of the, the last four games for us last season as a centre-half. Nice. Um, because he, we had no one else. Um, he's six, six uh, foot
2: 4 I'm looking at it here, six foot four. Mm-hmm. He's bravery, 16. I mean, he's fast enough. He's tackling, 16. I think he could do it. Yeah.
3: He's a very good player on Football Manager. Mm. Like, he genuinely is a very good player. Um, that ball-winning midfielder... He he's a very you know his attributes are scream a great ball a midfielder. The problem is he's Scottish, so you know. <laughs> so we just got the Welsh to do, lads, and then we're done. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I've, I've had to put some sort of stipulations in to make it difficult. It's going to be difficult anyway. But that free signings per season has really changed the way that I've thought about this transfer window because that's it now. We have to just go with it. Whereas previously, I would have spent half a billion quid. We would have won everything in two seasons and we'd be on the next save.
0: Lovely, lovely. Right, let's move on to the, uh, the spotlight, gentlemen's, which is on target forwards, as we have previously mentioned. So having seen a Duncan Ferguson montage doing the rounds on Twitter today and having heard Sam Teague tell us a few weeks back uh, of how he was doing his utmost to deploy a deep-lying forward in FM, we thought he would stick with the striper Striper. Wow. Striker topic. And do a breakdown of the target forward role in football manager. Um, Mainly for me, apparently, as I only know about 90s football during which the role was highly prevalent. Cheers. True, sorry. Mr. Madden. (laughs) (laughs) That that takes a lot of effort for me to not say the the, the swear word.
3: (laughs) What's your middle name? Because I feel you need to start adding that in as well now.
2: Keep releasing all the information, you know. I've got to spread it out for the listeners, you know. I gotta keep What's cheap- your
0: passport number, man? Breadcrumb. He's fine. He lives in Ireland. No one's going to find him. Uh, anyway, so in FM terms, a target forward is defined by Sports Interactive as a player who can transform an average team into a good one by using their sheer physicality to disrupt the opposition's defence and open space for a strike partner and supporting midfielders. The target forward uses strength and aerial presence to bring teammates into play rather than relying on technical ability. With support, with the support duty, the target forward will look to win flick-ons and play simple possession passes to teammates to bring them into play, while on the attack duty, he will lead the line and open space for teammates to move into. So, gentlemen, have you ever deployed a target forward in Football Manager? No. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> excellent sandbanked the whole topic we'll end it there good night <laughs>
3: <laughs> no and I've had great success without them no I'm here to learn about them because like you said Matt's the man to tell us all about them I've kind of seen what they do and I've seen Burnley play football in real life a couple of times so I'm excited to learn a lot tonight
0: one, one thing I want to see make a comeback in in the next like tactical sort of re, like reimagining of things because we know how tactics tend to be quite cyclical and they sort of evolve slightly with when they're reinvented when we spoke about the like the 352 becoming more prevalent now um, when it was sort of the sort of late 80s early 90s when it was last uh, uh, sort of a reasonably po- popular tactic whereas now it's it's sort of the same overall formation but the actual way it's deployed is very different i would love to see more center halves being played as forwards like oh. Chris Sutton was, like Dion Dublin was, like uh, Gary, Doherty Gary Doherty was. Gary Doherty. Heskey. Yeah. Heskey as well. Uh, Heskey was to a point. Dion Dublin. I don't, Did I mention Dion Dublin? I've just yeah. mentioned If I didn't. Uh, Paul Warhurst as well. Uh, the, a number of those are former Blackburn players. I've never heard it. of half of them,
3: to be honest. Did you yeah. say Dion Dublin? Is that the guy from Holmes Under the Hammer?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. He used to be a footballer back in the day. He used to be
2: a United, to be fair. Um... He was like, but Dion. De- 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 I don't know if you have ever read um, Dave Black's book. It's like a, a book about FM, FMCM 97, ninety seven ninety eight, and he basically narrates the the whole season, including the World Cup. And Dion Dublin, it, like that man. I think it was that version. He was a a centre half and a centre forward, and he's ended up like he's, he's playing him up front for England. And I think I don't even know if he finished his top score or whatever. But it's just very entertaining to listen to. Um, but it does bring me back. I, as you said it, I was thinking Gary Doherty. Randomly, a centre half and a centre forward in in the one version of Championship Manager. Oh, same, same time, Matt, or a bit later, maybe zero one zero two. It may have
0: I been one oh two It may have been a bit earlier yeah, than yeah. that. But it was. It, he was when he was a youth player at Spurs. He was, and then mm. when he moved to Norwich, he still was as well. It was like Norwich were the, the only team who used to sign those sorts of players because yeah. Chris Sutton played for Norwich, Dion Dublin played for Norwich, and did, and, and so did
2: uh, Gary Doherty. So. So Timo, 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 Timo Pukki's lucky he's not been deployed at centre half so far. Still time. Um, Waiting for the
0: Virgil van Dyke sort of shift. You uh, still do see it occasionally but it's definitely like a plan C when everything's gone to pot. But mm. nevertheless. Um, so uh, I guess what are the key attributes that a target forward requires?
2: So, like, um, uh, I, I've been looking at it I think for me you know and and I put, the reason I put in the 90s obviously you know we all think target man big striker um you know holding up the ball causing havoc for defenders what what triggered it for me lately was um I was actually listening to ranks fc who we, we know very well now in this podcast talking about a lot about Syria and a lot about juro um for milan basically and how there's not really many strikers like him out there anymore. Um, I think it's it's not about being the big brute force, you know, the big awkward six foot four thrown elbows striker anymore. I think there's a lot more to it in terms of intelligence off the ball and and, and even touch and technique. Um, but I, having having grown up with the whole that notion of a '90s target forward, I've I've not I I suppose I veered away from deploying it in Football Manager. The last time I would have done it was. Um, I want to say it was FM eighteen or nineteen. I had a Tenerife save, and uh, a young chap that Dave has a party knows very well, Fabio Silva, came through, um, and he's quite he's quite strong in terms of you know physical attributes. So I actually for a while when we got into La Liga, I was playing him as a target forward. I can't remember who I had playing off him, but it was basically someone a bit more rapid. Um, but I, it's it's kind of a couple of seasons since I've since I've really done it. The only other times I've really done it was in kind of PVP i think i was in the fm premier league at one point and i had Lukaku up there for united um and he i suppose he is even now he he would be deemed as a target forward albeit doing fuck all of it <laughs> at this current time um but looking at the attributes i suppose going back to the question i think you know you can see in fm it does favor the physical attributes you're looking at the strength the balance jumping reach height uh and then bringing in that kind of bravery and stuff like that but um for me, I think where there's an opportunity to do more with in Football Manager is, you know, trying to combine that with a player who's got good first touch, good technique, bit of off the ball, is available to take the ball. Because um, I find in Football Manager, and probably because I'm not very good at it, just give the ball away all the time. You know, when you're hoofing balls up, um, can't seem to hold on to it up there and it just invites pressure back. So, this was yeah, I think that's why the, I'm tempted.
0: The, I mean, one of your questions is, do they have to be tall by default? And... If this was a question we asked about ten years ago, I would say mm. no, because you used to be able to select the source of the, how the ball was played into the target map. Mm. That that's been long gone. I think FMO nine, maybe ten was the last to feature that where you could actually select the type of ball played into a centre half, uh, played into a, a target forward, sorry. Um you could choose like a ball over the top, uh, so they run onto the ball, uh, to head or to feet. Um, to obviously to what, depending on what their strengths were, and uh, removing that, I kind I think, I guess maybe it was for because it overpowered the role. So you can basically tell. I, I remember Jermaine Defoe was amazing if you played him as a as a target man, but get him to run well, onto defeat. the ball rather yeah. than to his head. So I think maybe that was a bit too strong in the match engine. So they had to sort of remove the the mm-hmm. options to sort of tweak it so much you still can to a i guess to a degree like you can you can customize how crosses are played in like they they can be aimed at the target man and then you change the type of cross that's played in to suit the person it's being aimed at so see so if they're tall loft you want want them going to the target man and to be a loft like a a looped ball or a lofted cross if they're a, a quick nippy forward then you want it to be either drilled in or played low. You can, you can, So you can still tailor it, but I think that that has been very much nuked sort of since the, the heyday of the uh, target forwards.
3: Did you know, and I didn't know this until a little while back when I've been writing no, uh, another thing for my five things you may not know about full manager. On the in-transition screen, when it says distribute to area, it's got a, you can, it's got a little drop-down arrow, and you can actually di- distribute it to a certain position. Oh, yeah. You probably know that, Matt. But what I mean is, is people might not know that, and I'm giving that one away for free. Um, I didn't know that until I literally went around clicking about. So um, yeah, if you're using the target man, that's the way. You know, when you want to distribute from the goalkeeper, distribute to him.
0: Uh, it's 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 quite nice. I know we're not talking about deep lying playmakers, but it's you can either select playmaker or select the position. So it's so it's it's nice to have those options, mm. like especially if you're using it like a a wide target forward. I know we've, I guess we kind of, we can kind of encompass that within this realm because it's kind of the same role but you can, you know, if you are looking to, Blackburn do it quite frequently actually. They, they they aim for Sam Gallagher because he's eight foot tall and they put, they (laughs) put him on the fullback and just aim for him. Like, it balls over the top. They, they mix it up a little bit because the three strikers tend to, like, they tend to rotate position but, It's basically aim for Sam Gallagher, he gets the knockdown and then play on from there. So maybe it is a case of it's more of a a rudimentary style um, or at least a way to break the press. Um, But player traits wise, I guess again it it goes back down to the type of player and whether they have to be tall by default. I think for this particular version of Football Manager there is definitely a, a meta about tall, strong, fast strikers. And then being amazing in the match engine, so I think that kind of that, that component is part of it. But are there any player traits that we should be looking out for to try and get the best out of those sorts of players, depending obviously on on the build at play that you're planning to build your tactic around?
1: Yeah, one, one of the things Mad said earlier about like retaining possession and, and obviously keeping the ball, I think with a target man, it's not just all about you Know looping the ball forward, um, because you know, if it's going over his head, um, he's not particularly going to be able to run onto it quite often. So, I think you know, one of the, a couple that Mad has sort of noted down, uh, obviously, plays with back to goal that way, he's actually watching where the ball is, he's opening his body up to actually bring the ball down, and even plays ball to the feet. Um, I think that's one if you play in a target man with a strike partner again, like Mad said, if if you've got somebody that can run onto the flick-ons, um, you know, then fine. But if you've got a target man as a lone striker, playing the ball to the feet is good because you're actually going to try and retain the possession a little bit more.
2: It's funny you mentioned it, Dave. As you're speaking, I'm thinking about it and I think I have a question here just about should we, should they be played as a single striker or, or, or as a duo? But my, my old, my 90s mind has gone back to, so it would have started around the time like, obviously Alan Shearer was a very good target man. Um, but even when, you, when he wasn't there you're looking at Les Ferdinand and then you had I suppose the likes of Aspria uh, kind of bursting around them you know picking up those loose balls and then you're you're moving on from there and you're like uh, uh, as, as not so talented as the two guys were Shola Amiobi and uh, Lomana what, what was it Matt? Lomana Lua, Lual Trezor Lua was that his name? like I obvi- was, obviously
0: the, one of the younger ones I thought it was his middle name
2: Um, But I remember watching obviously a lot of Newcastle. And (laughs) like Amiobi had these like stupidly long legs and he was quite athletic, he was quite fast, he got about, but you know, he could trap the ball really well. And you know, like there'd be a loose ball and he he suddenly just pinned it. And then you had, I suppose, those more rapid players again, Lua Lua comes to mind. So when I think about football manager, I'm like, right, if you can get that player who's you know, explosive, rapid bursts of pace in space that the target man could just, just knock on those flick-ons because um, again the definition of it even SI have it in here looking to win flick-ons um, leading the line opening space for teammates so I think probably I don't know I've definitely not used it or underutilised it for sure um, especially in this year's version and I don't even know if it, have we seen much of it in the showdown Matt um, there's not, been a maybe a not noticeably.
0: Of, uh, quite a lot of usage of, of tar- like dual target mans and yeah. then a, a quicker forward involved in that um, that's okay. sort of the the mention of the the meta. It sort of comes from that. Really, is that uh, Calvert Lewin has been fantastic because mm. he, he fits the target forward role perfectly. I think if you if you can find sort of basic if you have a complete striker, who but you then select a target forward role, really, you're onto a winner because they're they're quick enough, strong enough, and and usually tall enough and strong enough in the air to be a formidable opponent for any defender you then add in the fact that they can control a ball as well rather than just sort of knocking it on occasionally um, like we were mentioning about 90s footballers like Mark Paducah it's not quite 90s but very much he, he was a fantastic goal scorer but he won his fair share of headers um, and flick-ons you'd mentioned about Shearer I mean in one season at Newcastle they've had both Les Verdin and, and Shearer yes. both very similar types of players just uh, winning you know, physical players, uh, especially like when Shearer changed his playing style because of the the numerous knee injuries that he had and, and cruciate injuries he had. Uh, he lost a couple of yards of pace that he had when he was younger um, but yeah I think in fact I think it's it would be fascinating to do a little experiment to see what happens with a target forward who is technically incompetent versus one that is and can mm. control a ball better just to see what impact that has in terms of the, the success of the flick-ons and, um, and, and also ha- how that changes how they play um, in, in, within the same role. So whether you then see more balls being played into feet and then they knock, knock on a more intelligent pass or they're able to play better through balls versus a limited player who literally wins balls in the air and Or just allows the simple pass to be played on. Um, but either way, um, I think that would be quite interesting. So I guess we'll move on to sort of formation-wise. I think, again, we'll hark back to a few years ago where tar- like lone target forwards were kind of poo-pooed quite a lot by the community at large, saying it's kind of hard to build a tactic around them because they need someone in support and it was quite hard to get inside forwards at that point to get them close enough to the the target forward to pick up the ball and also be in dangerous enough positions themselves to be effective going forward as like effectively the pseudo-striker behind them. Um, so in your experience, chaps, what do you think in terms of... Can, can it now work as a, a single lone forward? Do you need to play with a, a duo up top, or are you... You know, looking to maybe play more than two strikers.
1: I think I think it it can work as a lone striker, but I think you definitely need somebody close by. Whether that be like a an attacking midfielder, uh, sort of like a number ten type player. But in terms of formations, I would always recommend wide players in there. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible with a narrow formation, but it just makes sense if you've got a target forward there, you're going to be wanting to whip the ball into the area. Um, so I think wide players, whether that's wing backs or wingers, I think that's definitely uh, logical. You get the ball out to them, and they're, they're whipping the ball into the box towards your target man.
2: Dave, if you if you were going with two strikers, what yeah. do you reckon the other one? I mean, are you looking at poacher? Are You looking at advanced forward? What what would what would complement it? Do you think?
1: See, I'm I, like I'm sort of similar to do, but tar- the target man. He's in a role that historically I've always used um I think it depends I think if you're playing for arguments like like a four four two I think you could probably get away with i would I would always say advance forward anyway because I think that's always that's the go to forward role. I think that always works mm. well, but I think a poacher would work because if you're using that target man to get the ball up the field and retain possession if he's good enough on the ball to knock it onto the poacher in and around the area it it should work a treat. Um, So it just depends. I think it depends how, as a team, how dominant you are as well. Because if you can, if you're a strong team, you can hold the ball and you're playing really high line and your attacking line is quite high as well. That way you're going to get the ball in and around the box a lot more often. So I think a poacher would work quite nicely. Um, But AF, uh, advanced forward, is always one of the go tos, isn't it, really? I can't.
2: I'm. I think- I'm- I'm trying I can't get the picture of Niall Quinn and Kevin Phillips out of my mind. I feel like <laughs> yeah. what what like Niall Quinn, big awkward tall strike. It wasn't bad on the ball in fairness. Um but like was it the ninety nine or two thousand season? Kevin Phillips got like a Gold, golden dude. boost most goals in Europe. Yeah. And um I know a lot of that came through the combination with Niall Quinn there as well. So.
0: It's it's a I I think we've mentioned it multiple times in the past, actually, about not just roles that that complement each other. But the I've lost my point now, which is tremendous timing, but <laughs> <laughs> um no, it's gone. Whatever that was, it was probably not important. Um it might come back in a moment, so we'll wait. We'll wait. I mean
2: it's hard not to, to lean towards that idea of big and small, um and and the speed of the partner, the partnering striker. Right? I think that's, that's probably quite, you've reminded me now of what my answer yes, was, which yeah. was that
0: the, the when you have, effectively, you have the complete forward as a role sort of became a thing because you ended up getting one striker like Drogba in his palm doing the job of two, mm. whereas uh, the, the little and large combo was very much you've got two halves of the same player or two halves of the one player that you'd want. So one does the aerial sort of is, is dominant in the air and then you've got the other quick quick striker running in and around sort of getting onto the flick-ons and doing the running for the sort of for someone who can't do the do the running necessarily um, but we've got I mean we, we'll we move on to sort of I guess contemporary e- equivalents now that we've got that would perhaps work in there we've mentioned in fact quite a number of historical examples um, so I think we'll probably move on to that really so I think that the ones you've listed here uh Miroslav Closer, Christian Vieri, Shearer, who we've mentioned already, uh, Bassist Tutor, Drogba. Drogba, I, I, again, I'd say he was he was kind of the... I would say he was the emerging talent that was no longer a target man. I think he had the physical attributes to do it, but he was used in a very different way. Mm. Um, Andy Carroll would be one there. Peter Crouch, to a point, but maybe not. I would say he's definitely more of a deep-lying forward than 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 target forward in in fm terms at the very least but if we uh if we move to the sort of fast forward to the modern day we got any examples
3: yes i'm just going to share it in the chat with you now so you can see it uh, i'm sorry i've just yep uh zapata is Ooh. gorgeous yeah <laughs> absolutely gorgeous He's quite good at target forward as well. Um, so <laughs> he's big, he's strong, he can finish. He's got great composure. Um He just—he screams to me that if I was to buy a target forward, he's probably the man for me. He's, he's got,
2: got some decent. crazy physicals. Just, he's thirty-one. For
3: those at home, Matt's just done a beard stroke, which I can only assume is a good thing. <laughs> no, he's, uh,
0: yeah, he's. I'm. I'm. I'm well aware of uh, that. In fact. Dan is a big fan of uh, Duván Zapata he, he's his attributes are, are mental I think he he's probably too good to be just a target forward he's not like limited enough as yeah. such um I think some of the the examples that Mr Madden has listed here uh, Olivier Giroud Zlatan again I would say he can do the do the role but I think we're doing him in a, a massive disservice by saying that's all he can do uh, Lukaku again, similar sort of thing. Mitrovic, uh, I would probably argue, yes, um, probably doesn't have the pace to do anything else, but he he's an amazing finisher, at least at championship level. Um, <laughs> uh, of now of Burnley again. I think I think his attributes in FM have been done dirty because he was a lot quicker and he's a lot he looks a lot quicker on the pitch than his attributes in FM would suggest. Um, so I think. He, I think they need to be adjusted at some point. And they, they, he was massively downgraded despite his performance in, in the Euros last summer, um, which I, I just don't really understand, if I'm honest. But, we know. need
2: to talk to a researcher about these kind of things. The Wolfsburg man. researcher has yeah. <laughs> had a shocker,
0: to be honest. Or us, um, Dave Dave's favourite, Ludovic Ajork.
1: What a tank. York. <laughs> he's good in FM as well. So cheap at the start of the game, and he's an absolute bagsman. It's like £2 million. Yeah ridiculous. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, and another I, uh, another little uh, blast from the past, Edin Dzeko. Dzeko, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: That, okay, okay. The, the, that almost neatly moves us on to I mean there's there's a, an honorable mention for Chris Wood, who's probably like the the last the last archetypal target forward I think we've seen in the Premier League. Um and then Andrea Bellotti as well, which then neatly neatly moves us on to sort of Wonder kid target forwards and there is very much an Italian flavour at least for the teams they represent um, here which uh, your mention of Ed and Dzeko sort of neatly rounds off there Duke because he has had a bit of an Indian summer in, in Italy and a lot of players seem to be doing that. Giroud is gone o- has gone over there and because the, the game in Italy is a little bit slower he's been able to use his physical attributes to extend his career really i think the premier league he's probably been paced out of the premier league he, it, it, the the pressing or the intensity of the pressing of most teams in the premier league makes it a lot more difficult for players who don't have pace to be able to sort of avoid presses and also i think the higher lines make it more difficult for a target forward to be dominant because you're winning a flick on and hoping that someone is able to uh, you know, the the actual flick on that they're winning is so much further up the pitch there's so much more of the pitch to cover to get before you're even getting near the goal I think that's perhaps where the, the target forward at least in, in real life has sort of come a cropper in England but obviously very different sort of kettle of fish in Italy um, examples though of these wonder kid target forwards Dave, one of your favourites is in this list
1: Yeah, which one are we saying? Uh, Luca, Lorenzo Yeah or were you, you thinking of someone else?
0: No, that was the one I was going for, but particularly yeah. for you, because you're. Uh, in fact, I think most people were big fans. He was like the, he was the the big meaty man meta at the start of the game cycle that everyone sort of found him, and he was like, this guy is six foot six, and he's just ridiculous.
1: I can't remember so if I signed him or do or no, because Du padin did you on the Palermo was that last year
3: or the year before? Twenty, FM twenty. Yeah, so a couple of years ago, and you said, did you say how good he was back then as well? I don't think he was that good at 20. I just said, this guy's massive. Uh, yeah. And you know, was, me yeah. and Short, uh, near Post Corners and that was still a thing there. Um, well,
1: yeah, I remember what I did at the start of the year, I did that Squawker video looking at Wonder Kids uh, that people hadn't heard of and Luca was on there and Benjamin Sesco was the other one. Now no, know, I've had quite a lot of joy with Sesco. Uh, he's from Salzburg, I think, Red Bull Salzburg. Joe's had a lot of joy out of him as well and he's one of those that attributes are still good Whenever I look at him, his attributes aren't phenomenal. Um, if you compare him and Luca, but his output is so good. So I'd say Sesco is a good one. But the good thing about him, he's got all the attributes to be a target man because of his height, but he's 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 super quick as well. I think it was uh, last year in the Champions League, he was clocking speed similar to Mbappe, and he's like six foot seven. So uh, yeah, him and Lorenzo Luca, I've, I've had a lot of, of joy with. And Dusan Vlahovic as well, obviously moved to Juve now, but he's someone that I've enjoyed using a little bit
3: on FM. Um, whilst it's lasted so he's probably going to be quite difficult to sign now I'll also say this I know we haven't got him listed on this list and we're talking about the Italian kind of influence Um, Pallegri at, um, yeah. at Monaco, Monaco. Yeah, yeah man yeah the, the Italian he's a very good target forward he's very he's young he's, he's quick he's strong he's quite expensive on the game actually my game hasn't valued about 25 million but Again, that that influence is huge from the Italian side, isn't it? Mm. Um, it's it's quite it's quite weird actually. How, how how
1: old is he now, Dupe? On your game, was it, you're in this season, aren't you? On that, yeah. Side. He's
3: he's. I'm, I just had a look at the date to see who the IR right Yeah, he's twenty one. He's twenty one, the... and he seems like he's been around for years, is not
0: yeah. he? He's so been he's at, been around since he was like sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. It's kind of like the. I, I guess you could even lump in Haaland because he yeah. he has the physical attributes to be physically dominant as a target forward would, but it massively undersells his. His overall ability, I think, by lumping him in with all of that.
2: Um, the Syria, the, the Syria influence is crazy here. Like, yeah, you know, because I I picked out a few here, obviously, and even like some of the ones we've mentioned are also from Syria, like Jako and and Pellegri, or, or at least Italian. Like the two that I had spotted were uh, one was Scama- uh, Scamacca, who's another giant basically, but he's he's hugely rated in in Italy. He hasn't really got going in terms of um, international setup yet. He's still only twenty two. And then the other chap that I didn't really know very well, and I don't know if you guys know him, is um, this guy Piccoli, Roberto Piccoli, he's Atalanta. I've not really come across him, but he also has some really good attributes for a 20-year-old. So um, it's just, it's crazy how there's just such an, Itali- an Italy-themed presence for these target forwards, Matt, sorry.
0: Well, it's, I think that probably coincides with what I was saying before about the... With the game generally being a little bit slower in Italy, I think they're able at... And it's more probably, I mean, I know less teams in Italy play sort of heavily defensive football, but they st- it's certainly a bit of a staple of Italian, Italian football for, for a lot of teams. And I think the, the slightly deeper defensive lines play into the hands of people who are able to sort of win long balls in the air um, as, a, as a, just a, a very fundamental way of playing football. Um, But anyway, hopefully you guys, wherever you are listening, guys and girls, in fact, uh, wherever you are listening to this pod, hopefully you've found some form of help in what we've just chatted about. (laughs) And maybe if if it has, uh, (laughs) if it has uh, tempted you into maybe trying to get the best out of a target forward, or maybe you found some player who fits that role perfectly and you're going to save them from some other team's scrap peep. Please let us know on Twitter. We are at Five Star Pod. Anyway, uh, Mr. Madden, it's your job to be Quizmaster. It feels like it's been an age since we've had a oh, quiz. So I've not if, missed it this.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's time for the quiz.
2: Yes, chaps, it's been a while since we've had a quiz. Dupe. I know you've been pining for one. Um, so, I've gone into the archives on 5starpotential.com. You may remember a little series we did before called Dub the Next. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I know. Yeah, you remember that, do you, you, you wrote a little piece for, for that, it, Dave. I, I think did. you did as well. Yeah, yeah. Good times. So, um, I've loaded up FM22 and gone on a bit of a hunt, which is not the easiest thing in the world to do, to locate 10 players with a media comparison of being dubbed the next. So, I'm going to give you the club uh, and the player they're being compared to, and you have to tell me who it is. Very easy. So we shall start with question one. Shout your name, by the way. Um, so question one is: Manchester City goalkeeper dubbed the next Shea Given. Nerd. Nerd.
3: Gavin Bazunu.
2: Gavin Bazunu gets you the point. Well done,
3: Scott Carsonberg. <laughs> <laughs> Got a big
2: future ahead of him. That uh, super. Question number two. Valencia midfielder dubbed the next Claudio Reyna Dave Dave
1: Yunus Musa.
2: Yunus Musa gets you a point Dave loves a bit of
0: Yunus Musa. imagine getting dubbed the next Claudio I know yeah Yunus. it's a bit <laughs> random <laughs> even his
2: son isn't dubbed the next Claudio Reyna
3: <laughs> Fair play, by the Dave. way thank fuck for that sorry
1: yeah. you know uh, Gio Reyna I've not played at my safe for ages but he's second nationality he's Portuguese I've tried to sign him on the Portugal save so. He's got wow. loads of nationalities. He's got like, about okay. four different nationalities. Yeah. yeah, it's epic.
2: Love it. Um, question number three. Leeds striker, who is dubbed as the next Jimmy Greaves. Nerd. Nerd. Yes. Joe Gelhart.
3: Joe Gelhart gets Shout. it. Shout. This is brutal. That plays you.
2: Moving on. Arsenal striker dubbed the next Michael
1: Owen. Dave Dave Baligan Incorrect Oh, I know who he is. I don't know his name He's a
0: Nerd Nerd It's, it's Eddie,
2: isn't it? Dude, is hanging his head he's in mean, shame he's, here he's old. That's he's old
0: old. He's that old That's why I was that's why He's I was, literally like, older waiting. than
3: uh, okay.
2: Than yeah. Michael Owen <laughs> Yeah <laughs> <laughs> He is, of course, dubbed the next Michael Owen, it would seem, in FM22. Eddie and Ketchup.
1: Rip those Number days, five.
2: Yes. Yeah. Number five. Leeds goalkeeper dubbed the next Hugo Loris.
1: Dupe.
3: Dave. Dupe. Oh, I can't think what, what his name is. Oh, yeah, give it, Dave. I can't think what the bloke's name is. Going once. Oh, going twice. This is his name? We literally looked at him on stream tonight. Dave.
2: <laughs> Goes over to
3: Dave. Melier.
2: Melier. Melier. is the correct
3: answer. Sorry, dude. No, I, I, mate, I literally looked at him today.
2: <laughs> nice one. Question number six. Wolves midfielder dubbed the next Ricardo Quarisma.
3: Doop. Doop. Neves. Doop. Neves. Incorrect. No, Dave. No, no. Dave. Neto. Pedro
2: Neto gets you a point. Well done.
1: What are you going to say, him?
0: I was it, it. It was going to depend on what you were going to say. It was oh. either Neves, uh, sorry, not Neves, um, Neto or uh, Trincao as well. Yeah, Trincao actually.
2: Trinkow. What are we? Question number seven. Spurs midfielder dubbed the next Nobby Styles. Dupe. Harry Wink. No. Harry Wink is incorrect. No. Nerd. Nerd. Oliver Skip. Oh, that's it. O- Oliver Skip again in the quiz. <laughs>
3: Yeah. He's on oh, the
0: skip
1: a wonder kid, man.
0: You can get in the skip now yeah. In the skip <laughs>
2: I'll eat some
0: skips <laughs>
1: <laughs> What a crisp Great right crisp
3: Melt on your tongue They are a good oh, crisp yeah. In fairness I'll melt on We your need to a pod on crisps um, Tear list
2: oh. Question number eight We've got A Leeds defender Dubbed the next Tony Adams
1: like Dave A bit tougher now Dave Shackleton
2: Incorrect.
3: Oh, so we're looking for a Leeds alcoholic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Someone who could dance Yike. really badly.
2: He's a younger player. Maybe he might come to mind. He also shares a surname with another English defender who plays his football at West Ham.
3: Oh, um, oh, dope. Ah, oh, Do we want his first name? Because it's Creswell's his surname. Um, I don't know what his first name is.
2: I'll allow it. It's Charlie Creswell. It's oh, your point. I'd never Dubbed the next Tony Adams. Fair play to him. Right. We have two more to go. So the next one we're going to go with is Manchester City midfielder dubbed the next Gaza.
0: Doop. nerd.
2: I think I had dupe in my ear.
3: Is Just- it? I'm, I think this might be wrong but I'm going to go for Foden. Incorrect. Oh.
0: Wow. Yes. Oh,
3: oh.
2: Nerd. Nerd.
0: Is it uh, Tommy Doyle?
2: Incorrect also.
3: Oh, bloody hell. Oh, shit.
2: No pressure, Dave.
3: Can I I go again?
2: Oh. Give Dave a few seconds. if He
1: doesn't have one.
3: Uh,
1: Nah, my head's gone, man. I don't know.
3: Doop. sure The only other one I can think of is Doop, uh Is uh, Cole Palmer? Cole Palmer is incorrect. Oh,
0: my oh. Don't I don't know who it is. Um. I don't even know if Tommy Doyle was right. I might be getting him confused with the new Jenerhand. No, Tommy so he's, Doyle he's, is a he's definitely. Player, yeah. He? Can I give it to? There's, there's two. There's two. There's two like. Uh, they've got two central midfielders who are like sons of famous like city legends, aren't there? Like there isn't there, like uh, that. There's a relation to a summer beat.
1: Dave. Uh, it's a McAtee. Yes, Dave. James McAtee. Is that, is that who yes, he Yes,
2: indeed. Yes. Gets you the
1: other point. Is he the one that he scored in the FA Cup and then he goes think... Prem soon come in the interview. <laughs> is that him? <laughs> no, that was, <laughs> that was Cole Palmer. It was in Palmer. Well. <laughs> right,
2: yeah. See that one now. Um, right, we're on to the last one. Seeing thing we are a Spurs podcast from time to time. We've got Another Spurs midfielder who is dubbed the next
1: Paul Ince. Flippy neck. Moss. Have you made these names up or is this actually in the game?
3: <laughs> in the game. Midfielder. Midfielder, yes. This could be your boy, Dead Deep. No, nah, well, he's way old. I'm going to go. Uh, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I dunno nah, I think you might be wrong and I you know I don't want to look Go like ahead. a knob. Midfielder.
2: Midfielder, yeah. Spurs midfielder.
3: Oh, it's only literally Dave. Dave. Divine. Divine Divine. Incorrect. Is it, is it is that the wrong team? No, Alfie Divine is the one who plays for, yeah Spurs. Yeah. This chap's surname is also a colour. Doop Dupe. Uh, White. <laughs> oh fuck, yeah. Do What's we need to get first a name? we need to get a
2: first name from dupe for hang this? Hang on, one? hang
3: on, hang on, hang on. I know this, I know this, I know this. Blackhand. Um Oh um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I know it, I know it, I know it, I know it, I know it. It is Harvey. It. Harvey White.
2: Harvey White gets you the point oh I thought he was in the wind up then (laughs) (laughs) very good chaps ooh ooh we may be in need of a tiebreaker lads just just chuck it out though anyway don't matter yeah we've got Matt and Dave both on four doop on two
3: Winner takes (laughs) (laughs) all doop you would (laughs) No, no I I just want to just do another one come on winner takes all.
2: so I've got
0: two
3: more on the list and after that it's game over it's never a win you win just keep playing come on it's good fun just keep going oh
1: there you go Matt he likes his quiz
2: I've got a Villarreal striker who is dubbed the next Fran. Who?
1: <laughs> what? Fran. Fran, indeed. Who's Fran? Matt. Barida. Surely,
3: Matt. oh, I Fran. Um, what? What nationality is Fran? Uh, is he? Sp- <laughs> is he? Is he Spanish? He's um, Spanish. Yeah. Dupe. Yo, dupe. The only. Young striker, well, young player from. There there a forward. Is, is um, Jeremy Pino.
2: Jeremy Pino gets dupe a point.
3: We've literally been looking at him on the United so That's the only that's only VRL youngster. i right would be a
0: podcast oh. without a dub dupe plug even.
3: Listen, this is the other the one we were time. looking at was Chuck Wazy, which is where we look every uh, Sunday to Thursday at seven pm. Matt, um.
1: <laughs> Christ, you just ruin the last
3: question. I <laughs> As you
2: do. Well, Dupe has managed to get the tiebreak that he's not
1: supposed to be in because you <laughs> lads had four points. Did each. you say you got one more? I've got one more. So we're going on If t- t- gets <laughs> this, this is yeah a draw out right, of nothing. All right. Fair. So
2: the last one I have is a Brighton forward who's dubbed the next Nile Quinn. topical a nerd. Nerd. Aaron Connolly. Connolly.
3: Incorrect.
1: Bullock. Oh.
3: He's going to be proper old, isn't he? Mm.
1: Nah, he's young. But I thought he was in.
2: Quite a young uh, quite a young player in FM twenty two. Brighton shares a surname with a very famous football manager. Dupe? A very successful
3: dupe. Yeah, yeah. Dupe. There's a manager, huh?
1: (laughs) No. Prefer not to
3: speak. A successful manager.
1: Dave. Dave. I don't know if he's... Charlie Ferguson?
2: If you'd have just said Ferguson... Okay, do. I mean, yeah, but anyone
3: could have said that, innit? Is it Stephen Klopp?
2: It It is actually Tommy Guardiola. Guardiola. I'm going to give it to Dave. The correct answer is Evan Ferguson.
1: Fucking hell, none of us would have got that.
2: show He's actually... um, He's he's quite a good prospect IRL, I believe, so... Yeah, it's a hard one to find those players in FM. So I just found what it could, but yeah. In the end of that, that, we can either call it a poor draw or
0: no. We'll a I'm by not two. taking a win for that. I'm not taking
1: no, a win no taking the three for that.
0: You found a quiz that Dupe enjoyed, so I think you're the winner, really. Yeah, that's it. I think Society is the winner here, Matt. Society, um, okay, maybe not.
3: Can I ask you a quick? Can I? Can I do the quiz next week? Because I got a really good idea, Matt. Here we go. If you want to. Thanks. I'm not gonna ask <laughs> Matt for permission because it's not his podcast. Um
0: i Curtie. Gonna make sure you actually do it though.
3: Yeah, yeah, no. I I get it ready. I get it ready. It's a really good yeah. idea. Excellent. So tune I in know. next week,
0: guys. We'll, we'll we'll all judge whether that is a good idea or not. Anyway, that does bring episode two hundred and forty-four to a close. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting five starpotential.com where you can find all our latest football manager content. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye, folks.
1: Goodbye, folks. Bye, folks.